is going to be our song for today. Now awesome. I'm free, free falling. Now I'm free, free falling. I want a free fall off a really tall building with mm, concrete catching me at the bottom. Yeah, I want to go night night in the forever box. Yeah. Mm. I want to say bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Vibes. Bobs. Bobs. Total Bobs. Did you see the TikTok I sent you? <laughs> about the, the Gen Z Bible. Gen Z Bible. Girl. And she like gave him a major side eye. <laughs> and she was all like, bet. <laughs> but he wanted me to keep my body count at zero. <laughs> So many people are saying, oh, that's offensive. Go, uh, bitch, I want to fucking read that shit. Yeah, me I too. I really want to read it. I so invested. Yeah. I want to hear all the tea. Yes. There's this girl I follow on TikTok as well. And she basically teaches history like that. So she'll tell you, like she did like a whole part series on the Ukraine war that was going on. When was it last year? Oh, yeah. I need to watch that because yeah. I have no fucking clue. And she like dumps it there. down to girl world. So good. Love And that. it's just like spilling tea and you're all like invested. Like that lady that tells us all her small town gossip. Yes. Mm -hmm. Love that. Heart you guys. Yeah. Are you going to do that for us today? I are going to try. Okay. What are you telling me about? Wait, uh, welcome to Thunder Noodle. Oogly boogly. Oogly it's Monday. As you can see, we are confused. Yes. To be honest, I don't know if this is going to be a mini-sode or a sode. We're just going to have to figure it out. Okay. We're all in this together. Once we yeah. know, honestly. Hey. Mm -hmm. I don't know the rest mm -hmm. of the words. Dreams come true. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I almost said that's One Direction, right? No, that's... <laughs> that's, that's High School, school musical. musical. You see, I grew up with NSYNC. Uh, that was my... One Direction. One Direction. I wasn't comfortable listening to One Direction. Yeah. I was too old. <laughs> I loved me some One Direction boys, but I was like 12. <laughs> yeah, you see, I can't, I cannot. And now? I was older than all of them. I'm not in the cougar vibes. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be a cougar. I don't know, it's weird for me. You're weird. I'm not. <laughs> Slay. <laughs> <laughs> so, today, I'm going to do our case... A little bit different. A, wee a bit. little bit different. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you a story. Ooh. And eventually everything will start to link up. So just follow along. I'm going to have so many questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should I shut up? I should just shut the fuck up. No, you can ask. It's okay. Well, if, I, if, it, if the answer is coming later, I'll just tell you. You'll just shut me down. Yeah, girl. Pre-warning. Disclaimer. No one's going to be happy with the outcome. Okay. Also, just a thought here. Mm. Someone advised us to do this, and I think it is a very smart idea. Guys, just a preface. We are not journalists. What we say is not fact. We just take the information from the internet, we compile, we make script, and we tell you our opinion and our point of view from what we could find. Everything is under correction. If All there, of the above. If there's something that we have said that might be wrong or might not have been explained properly or something we have missed, guys, this is not our job. We're just chatting shit mm. about some things we find interesting. We just want to 
Yeah, we're not. But uh, that. we we are not professionals. No. We try to be. <laughs> <laughs> but we are not. No. So disclaim us from anything and everything. We are just your girlfriends from the hood mm-hmm. telling you what we have found on the interwebs. Exactly. And okay. what the news peoples have said. What the other peoples have told the publics. Yes. Lacquer. So, imagine this. I'm imagining. South Africa. Ha. Huh. 1980s. Ooh, sure. Time frame, okay? Yes. Lacquer. On the 1st of August, 1988, a 14-year-old girl named Tracy Lee Scott Crosley from Randburg, near Johannesburg, disappeared. Randburg. Randburg. Hold on, my screen brightness is very low. Um, she it's was seen... you were doing this at night, eh? Yeah. So you had to put it down so it yeah. didn't blind your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's rach. <laughs> she was seen by witnesses climbing into a Volkswagen Beetle punch buggy nicks mm. outside of a shopping mall in Cresta. A nationwide police search and hypermarket poster campaign were launched. Her brother Mark, who had declined an offer to go shopping with her, was severely guilt-ridden and traumatized by her disappearance. In later life, he was found guilty of the murder of a farm worker, beating him and throwing him unconscious, throwing his unconscious body to the lions. The lions. Yeah. Where did he find lions? I said to you that. Oh, he was a like a zookeeper. Oh, I'm like, where are these people chilling with lions? Sorry. <laughs> he was a zookeeper. You give, you know or that image people at a national park or whatever. So basically what I had to do when you said imagine South Africa, I should have imagined what other people say. Like we don't have potholes, yeah. we have watering holes for our animals <laughs> yeah. with lions roaming around, people just feeding people to lie on. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Better not be lying to me. So it was like a national park or a zoo or whatever. But there were animals and they worked there and the one got fed to the lion. So it's not really said as to what the reason was that made this happen. All that they know is that he was super traumatized, which created a lot of mental instability in his life. And maybe something triggered him. And then he fucking fed some guy to some lions. Hmm. I don't know. On the 22nd of December, 1988, a 12-year-old girl named Fiona Harvey from Pietermaritzburg <laughs> disappeared. A white Ford Bantam pickup truck was used in her abduction. A Bantam isn't a pickup. A Bantam is a small buck. Well, this is what they're saying to me, okay? Pickup. Pickup truck. Like I bet. It's a bantam. <laughs> Look at my pickup truck. <laughs> it reminds me of that song on TikTok. <laughs> I feel like my lamp for farm. Big ass shotgun on my arm. Think about grumpies and corn. <gasps> we are so inappropriate. <laughs> Please tell me you've heard that sound. No. I need to play it quickly. Because then it'll be so funny. <laughs> Would it for us? <laughs> for me? You're gonna love it. Probably, probably. Can most I likely. Keep in mind, we're talking about a bantam bucky. Yep. Okay. 
I have not been on that side of TikTok. I'm on dodgy side. Oh, why am I putting my phone down? I need this. <laughs> Anyways, moving swiftly along from the Ford Bantam pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, the goal was deducted. Deducted. Okay. Yeah. On the 7th of June, 1989, a 12-year-old girl named Joan Horn from Pretoria disappeared. In July, 1989, 16-year-old Janet Delport from Durban disappeared after being abducted in a shopping mall by a blonde by a blonde woman she was later found wandering around distressed but unharmed some weeks later nine-year-old rosa Pyle from alberton disappeared on the 22nd of september 1989 11-year-old odette boucher and 12-year-old anna marie wappener both from kempton park disappeared on the 29th of September 1989, Kurbi Wappener, Anna Marie's mother, received a letter from her daughter claiming that she and Odette had run away to Durban with some boys. Odette's letter arrived a week after Anna Marie's. Although it was posted on the same day, 29th of September 1989, in Durban, it was suspected the letter was written under duress. So they were forced to write it. This is sounding very Epstein-y to me. On the 3rd of November, 1989, 13-year-old Yolanda Vessels went missing. On the 11th of January, 1990, 16-year-old Joan Boyson from Pretoria was abducted in Church Square, Pretoria and was taken to a home on Malarba Street in the Capitol Park neighborhood of the city Pretoria. Boyson was handcuffed, drugged, and sexually assaulted before being locked in a cupboard. It was most likely that her attacker thought that Boyson was younger than she was due to her small stature. She managed to escape and alert police. She was able to take police to the house where they were outside the house with it under surveillance for four days. So now we're going to bring in Mr. Gert van Royen and soon a very good friend of his named Joey. Let's get busy. So, Cornelius Gerardus van Rooyen. That's all his name. Commonly known by the nicknames Gert and Bokki. Bokki. <laughs> yeah. wow. Was born in South Africa on the 11th of April, 1938. Mm. 1938. Yeah. Yes, yes, bitch. That is literally... He's old. 15 years away from 100 years ago. Yeah. Shitstain. Yeah. <laughs> Shitstain. <laughs> Okay. So, it is commonly believed that Gert was part of a pedophile group, although this has not been fully investigated. I told you I had Epstein vibes. <laughs> Gert's first crimes were various thefts. He was sent to a reform school in 1954 after stealing a car which he drove from Cape Town to Pretoria, which is like 15, 16 hours, if not more. Sure. To visit his dying mother. Okay, wow. Well. In 1960, he was convicted of stealing motor spares and clothing. Gert married... Yo, that was aggressive. Mm. Gert married and subsequently fathered six children. Anna Marie, not the one that I mentioned above. Mm. Anna Marie, Judith, Hannes, Flippy, and Gerard and Adrian. That's so many kids, man. Yeah. And he earned a legitimate living running a building construction business together with his brothers. 
1979, Gert abducted two girls, aged 10 and 13, taking them to the Hartebeersport Dam near Pretoria, where he punched them in the face, ordered them to remove their clothing and sexually molested them. Gert released the girls in Pretoria the following day and was subsequently arrested and sentenced to four years imprisonment for the abduction, sexual assault and common assault of the girls, serving three years before being released. In August 1983, Gert and his wife Aletta divorced. In 1988, Gert started dating divorcee Francina Johanna Hermina Harov, commonly known as Joey. Sure who became his alleged accomplice, and the couple holidayed together at Wombas and Mbluti on the KwaZulu-Natal coast. Oh, I've got an itch. Gert is thought to have used Joey to lure young girls for him. Children's Homes reported that she telephone requested to bring girls home for the holidays and weekends. The couple applied to foster children, but the application was turned down. However, at the end of 1989, a 14-year-old girl from an orphanage in the Orange Free State spent the Christmas holidays with the couple. So, at this point, you're probably thinking, okay, what do these people have to do with what I mentioned in the beginning and what I'm yapping on about? Well, bingo. You've guessed it. We have found our attackers. The culprits. The culprits. So... Two things I'm going to mention before we're going to get into everything was firstly on the 22nd of December when the 12-year-old girl named Fiona Harvey disappeared. The white Ford pickup truck, the mm. Bantam, had an advertisement for ca- for Gert's building contracting business on it. I know it was a branded Bantam. Yeah. Oh, no. And on the 3rd of November when 13-year-old Yolanda Vessels disappeared, she was actually the niece of Joey. But there is more to come. After being under surveillance for four days, um, police identified Gert when he drove past his house in the white Ford pickup that matched the description of a vehicle used in the other abduction. All the above disappearances, with the exception of Rosa Pyle, were linked by witness statements or forensic evidence to Gert and Joey. For example, Odette Boucher's home address and phone number were found written on a piece of paper and hidden under a carpet in the garage, as well as her class captain's badge and yellow badge. Anna-Marie Wappener's address and home keys, as well as the envelopes and paper used when writing to their parents, were found in this home. None of the vi- of Gert's victims have ever been found. <gasps> no! Despite intensive police searches of his business premises and house, which was dubbed the House of Horrors by Press, in 1996, Absa Bank donated Gert's former house to police to allow girls to allow the girls' disappearance to be investigated further. On the 13th of May 1996, police systematically demolished the house in a search for new forensic evidence that might provide clues to the fate of the missing girls. The roof was removed and vacuumed for traces of human hair and nails. Then the walls demolished and the kitchen and main bedroom scanned with sony equipment for cavities. The soil in the garden was sifted and some bones were found, but forensic pathologists identified these as non-human. In February 2001, Flippy van Royen, Gert van Royen's son, was found guilty of perjury in the Pretoria Magistrates Court. 
He was charged with three counts of perjury after giving police conflicting statements under oath relating to the six missing schoolgirls. Flippy was then already in jail for a death sentence, which, is be- which had been commuted to life imprisonment for the murder of a 15-year-old Zimbabwean girl. He was paroled in 2008. How you go from a death sentence to getting parole, I don't know, but great. Another son, Gerard, was sentenced to 15 years imprisonment for theft and fraud. So he gets 15 years for that, mm. but Gerard only got four years for, for kidnapping murder. and molestation. And the death sentence brother Flippy is just out and about. What the actual fuck? Okay. In June 1990, a customer at the Fabric Library in Midrand found a penciled note written in a childish hand on a slip. Oh, on a slip. That was the end of the sentence. Huh? Like a receipt? Yeah. Okay. Like a piece of paper or something. It read, quote, I am Anna Marie. My friend and I are with our kidnappers at listed an address. My friend has tried to phone but was cut off. End quote. Interviewed by the Sunday Star in April 1993, when news of the letter came to light, former Fabric Library personal assistant Deborah Sloan said, quote, what, riv- what riveted me was a little girl who came into the Fabric Library shortly before the note was discovered. This girl of about 12 had short black hair and appeared very scared. I can still see her sitting there and wondered at the time why she was looking so scared, end quote. Contacted that week, Quibi Vapiner told the Saturday Star that, quote, the handwriting was definitely Anna Marie's and police handwriting experts confirmed it. (gasps) On the 12th of March 2007, renewed interest in the case occurred after a set of adolescent bones was found on the beach near Mbluti, KwaZulu-Natal, about 500 meters away from the holiday resort that Gert and Joey are known to have visited. Subsequent DNA testing did not identify any of Gert's victims. The South African police have not released further details, which would lead one to believe that there was no positive identification made. In November 2007, bones were discovered in a property adjacent to Gert's house in Pretoria whilst ground was being dug up to install a swimming pool. Local authorities were alerted and police forensic experts were to determine if the bones were human. Unfortunately, it was determined that it was not the girls. Now, but it was not the girls, but was it human? I don't know. Okay. Now, you may be asking, okay, with all of this going on, but no bodies, no this, no that, what is happening to Hart and Joey yeah. at the moment? Well, while police were watching their house, nobody was there for four days. And on the fourth day, while driving down the streets of their house, Hart realized something was wrong. So he stopped the car in the middle of the street, pulled out a .22 revolver, and shot Joey before committing suicide with a .357 revolver. Oh, no. Various refor- reports as to the whereabouts whereabouts of his victims have not been investigated, leaving their families unable to put them to rest. It is commonly believed that some of their victims have been buried on the beaches in KZN as the time of the abductions corresponded to known vacation periods. As for the notes, although Ray Boucher said police investigations at the address given in Anna Marie's note provided fruitless, it remains the only positive proof that she and Odette were perhaps alive months after the pedophile couple's bodies were cremated. 
So that's the case, but I've got a list of conspiracy theories to delve into. The first one, were they killed or were they sold? Exactly what I wanted to ask you now. So there's a lot of speculation that the girls were sold into human trafficking, sex trafficking, whatever the case may be, that they were no longer in the country. There was a lot of conspiracy about that. Um, Obviously, that was justified with the whole note of them being alive after they died. Um, another conspiracy theory was if Hart and Joey were the only ones involved. A, they speak about this pedophile ring that he could have been involved in. Um, there's this theory that there are quite a, pretty much like an Epstein situation, a lot of people in high power and that were involved in this because how do six girls go missing and no one can know anything about it? It makes no fucking sense. Um, it could even be more than six. Exactly. Because it was only the missing girls that were linked. What about the ones that weren't reported missing? Mm. That's always been a thought of mine. If there's, if it's not, a, I don't want to say an isolated incident, but mm. if it's not a, like for instance, um, Ronnie O'Neill yeah. who murdered his family, there's no n- nobody else. Mm. Chris Watts' family. If with serial murders, and I've said this so many times, bra, I always have a. Th- the yeah. thought that there's more that we just do not know about. I agree. And how many cases are there that are like, they just disappeared, they don't know where they are, they don't know this, they don't yeah, know. How many? many are linked to people we already know about? Yes, and it was such a big area. It's not that they can only go, okay, let's look at... What's the one? Gar? No, 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 the town. Oh, the city, the... Welcome. <laughs> say we do Valcom. this played off in Valcom. let's just look at missing persons in Valcom. it wasn't just Valcom. it was a bunch of freaking they traveled mm. so oh you were asking me for the actual yes sorry girl it happened in Krugerstorp there we go I could my brain did not want to get to that I'm like thinking and you said Kempton Park as well Kempton Park you see, Natal. yeah there we go they, what do you do do you look at Randburg. All of those missing persons? Yeah. How do you... How You did your nails. Oh, I did my nails last night. They look cute. This is just normal cutex. It looks pretty. Uh, I'm not feeling it. Well. It's like a matte, shiny, textured vibe. No, I like this. I'm a gel bitch. I'm a gel bitch. This is not... And it looks a bit granny-ish. I like it. You like it. You just want me to be a cougar girl. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think there's more. I think there's more. And I had an an Epstein hinge mm-hmm. immediately. I do not know why. On top of that, another conspiracy is that Flippy knows something. Oh, yes. Because um, he also did some shit. He ma- yeah. murdered a girl. Yeah. He murdered a girl from Zimbabwe. And on top of that, he obviously was found for perjury in the Pretoria mm-hmm. Magistrates Court. That's because he would taunt the fuck out of the families. And he would start speaking and he'd be like, oh, I know where they are. I know. I know what's going on. And then he'd tease them, tease them, tease them. And then when it came down to actually speaking, he'd be like, I don't know. I don't know where they are. I don't know anything. And where's this Flippy now? I don't know where Flippy is. But Flippy's out and about. From what I know. Fork and Flippy. Fork Flippy. Flippy must fork off. So Why there's a Flippy lot of... just tell us? He must know if he did the same thing. Yeah. You practice what you learn. 
Um, another really weird thing was the fact that there was literally no evidence. Obviously, the evidence that was mentioned above. But mm. other than that, there was no traces of those girls in that house. If that stuff wasn't there, you wouldn't have known those girls were there. There's no trace of them anywhere else. Then another theory was that they were buried on the beaches there in KZN, but a lot of people are like, yeah, but with the waves and stuff, surely something would have shown up by now if they were on the beaches. So that also created a lot of theories. Um, then another thing that police found super fucking weird was when they were when the house was under surveillance, obviously no one was there for four days. Mm. When police went into the house, obviously Khat and them hadn't been in there since the gold disappeared. Then they fled. Mm. police put it on surveillance they came back they shot themselves before they could go in the house that house spotless fucking bitch like spotless like your mental illness type spotless you know and they're like how the fuck do these people have this place so clean there's nothing nothing they were prepared but and it must he obviously by killing them now this case is already bad But if he kept it spotless and there was no evidence, he obviously knew there was no evidence. Yeah. But he didn't know what the police had. Mm. But if just the evidence that the police had, he probably could have, I don't want to say gotten away with it, but Mm. he could have gotten, I mean, nobody, no crime. Mm -hmm. So how else do you, I mean, just an address isn't gonna, that's not beyond a reasonable doubt. 100%. So what did he do? That is so bad that he thought the police knew that he killed himself. So it was just really weird. And the house being so clean made it so hard for police to be able to actually link the girls that they were there. Literally, the only way to link them was the fact that some of their stuff was there. They had phone numbers there and they had addresses there. And the one girl managed to escape. That's it. And the scary part is if she never escaped, these people were nowhere near on their radar. Nowhere near. I would go with the they were sold mm. because if he is that scared yeah with something more without police knowing anything really i mean i'm assuming that and i definitely think other people were involved yeah because who's he scared of if he kept it so clean then he can't be that scared of the police then he must be scared of somebody yeah. else like yeah. him just being okay this is like super conspiracy theory fucking putting it out there as much as one possibly can. But if he kept it that clean, he knew that police wouldn't find much mm. on him except maybe for the letter, which couldn't link him to exactly. much. So him I mean, just in that his letter, that wasn't even their address that was given. Yeah. They gave them the wrong address. But you see, now that tells me just the police being aware of him being involved mm. might link other people that he's far more scared of exactly and my thing is that address that they gave what was really in that house because they say they say it came out fruitless and there was nothing there whose house was it who who had them in that house unless the girls just got told the wrong information thought they were somewhere they actually weren't which is possible um yeah but they're teenagers they're not stupid and if they were able to go to the library, you're telling me they know... You but can I think tell the them kidnappers were with them. Yeah, but you can tell the girl that it's Orange Street, but she can see the road sign and it says Blue Street. Mm. You check. If they were able to be out and about with the kidnappers even, yeah. they can see stuff. They're teenagers. They, mm. 
I mean, my daughter knows she's six years old and she knows our street address. Mm. And she she tells me where to go <laughs> when we've been somewhere. Like mm. when I take her to the dentist, she t- I can't fucking remember where to walk. She tells me where to go. Mm. So kids are, I don't know, I don't feel as though them being given the wrong address. They weren't blindfolded. No, I agree. They, that I don't know. Something, what is that address? Why? 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 Why the fuck is Flippy out? Mm. Why aren't they putting Flippy in there and being like, yo, bro, you can only come out when you tell us what you know. And then the last conspiracy theory that there is, and this one is very, like, touch and go. There was a young boy around this time that also just disappeared. Very similar to the girls' cases. However, nowhere ever, 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 ever do people try and link him with them but people just think it's really weird it happened at the same time around the same types of areas same type of vibe just vanished out of thin air and people well some people have the theory that he was also abducted by these two people other people just think it was a coincidence what of that i believe i'm not sure i do believe there is a possibility that he could have been also taken um but then again, it could just be a crazy coincidence. But that is just the last conspiracy theory I have with me today. And that is our case of Gerd van Royen and Joey Harof. I don't want to go on about... Because obviously I can go on a fucking tangent journey here. But if it was a pedophile ring and they were operating for that long, the odds of them getting a request for a specific type of kid is there. Exactly. That's why I'm thinking, like, it's not impossible. And it was it looked into their banking details if they got paid? We don't know. Not that I know of. Bitch, I want to go fucking... I don't know what to study. I want to go study some shit. Go study okay? everything. I feel like Get that's Get the what qualifications, and then we go and we investigate cold cases. Because this is... Oh... I want to know. I want to know so bad. This is also payback because you did this to me. You also did a case like this where we were left on a cliffhanger. It was way back in the beginning. I know. Payback. I don't like your revenge. This is cruel. Yeah, it sucks. This is really cruel. But that's our mini-sode Monday. Is it mini-sode? It's a mini-sode. Slay. That's mini-sode Monday, guys. I hope you're all as fucked up as I am. I know I've mentioned this so many times before. People are probably getting sick of it. But I am realizing how twisted South Africa is. I just find it sick how for theft you can get 15 years. But for murder you can go from being on a death sentence to getting parole. Girl, if... Because obviously if you look at Showmax. Yeah. It's... Let's be honest. It's directly competing with Netflix. Netflix, I firstly subscribe to Netflix for the documentaries because, like you guys know, I'm a junkie. Mm. If there's a fucking documentary about why giraffes have spots, I'll sit and watch it for three hours. I have seen every single food documentary there is. I have traumatized myself. Bitch, everything. All of the above, I've probably seen it. And, which is funny because South African documentaries, I haven't really gotten into that so much but now with Showmax with a few documentaries that they have and the 
there is so much fucking bruh if netflix okay obviously showmax but if netflix decides to start because i see that they they obviously do a lot of american documentaries crime docs and now they're kind of getting into i noticed a trend in the south african netflix where it's indian um i've also seen that yeah if they start going into south african crime docs bitch that is a wormhole i might just have to quit my job yeah because how many documentaries end on a we do not know what happened and that is the worst but that is almost the most tantalizing ones i want to say this case i would watch the fuck out of it draw reenactment guys is that fucked up to say no but maybe somebody knows something you know somebody that is the reason i know it's a million years ago but somebody that might have not read the newspaper somebody that moved away that is now for the first time you know fucking watching someone that was scared yes maybe someone else has died that was alive in that time that was yeah or maybe a big scary boogeyman listens to this podcast and then he fucking feels guilty and he's like, okay, let me tell. Let me Flippy, tell. if you ever listen to this, just know I want to shove my foot down your throat. Yeah. Maybe up his bum because we still want him to be able to talk and tell us. Mm. I don't want to yeah. put my foot up there. <laughs> put other things up but there. But yeah, that is what a... Flippy cr- on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy fucking case. You and your Gen Z heartness. Yeah, that's us. <gasps> we should get a tattoo like that, bitch. I would totally Are we going to get friendship tattoos? Bitch. Of the little Gen Z heart and the millennial heart with a hand. <gasps> okay, I'm going to hit up some people I know. Okay. Okay, we do this. That we will post. Okay, Thunder Noodle. Out. Bye, bitch. <laughs>